Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, hopping back in real time, I think, because now we're back to chapter two. Pietro's Circus never looked... Oh, sorry. This isn't what it looks like. Secret series by Pseudonymous Bosch, book four, chapter two, like kind of kind of like chapter six-ish, page 47. Pietro's Circus never looked very inviting in the early morning hours. Tent flaps were closed. The shades in the trailers and vans were pulled down. And then there was a stale kettle corn, half-eaten hot dogs, and over-chewed wads of gum strewn across the ground. By the time Max Ernest made his way to the clown camp, camper, clown's camper van, the soles of his sneakers had doubled in thickness, and the long threads of cotton candy trailed through the dust behind him. He hesitated at the door. He hesitated at the door. If anybody knew where Pietro was, the clowns would. But interacting with the clowns was never an easy. Was never easy. Screwing up his courage, he knocked a little louder than he meant to. Who is it? And don't wake up the whole neighborhood, came the muffled reply. Max Ernest opened the door and immediately started coughing uncontrollably. The van was so smoky, it may have been a campfire inside. This is a Max Ernest, he managed to spit out between coughs. The clowns, Mickey and Maury, were sitting across each other in a small folding table. As usual, they looked completely disheveled. Shirts shirts buttoned incorrectly, traces of clown makeup on their misshaven unshaven faces as though they'd just woken up or or else hadn't slept in days on the side of them sat myrtle the circus's bearded lady in a pink in a pink green house house coat including her ample girth on one on the other side pietro the old magician and the secret leader of the turkish society his bushy gray mustache still showing the remains of his breakfast all four were smoking fat cigars, large playing cards fanned out in front of their hands, a big pile of coins beckoned in the middle of the table. Well, if this isn't a two-named, the two-named wonder, joked Maury, the shorter, fatter clown. What do you think, Myrtle? Should people pay to see him? Two names is almost like having two heads, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. We could promote him as a split personality, Dr. Dr. Max and Ernest Hyde. Joked Mickey, joked Mickey, the taller, skinnier clown. The only split personality around here is going to be you if you don't stop seizing that poor kid, said Myrtle. She picked up an oversized yellow hammer off the floor and waved it threateningly. Max Ernest was relieved to see that the hammer was rubber, one of the clown's circus props. He waved smoky air away from his face. Pietro, can you, can you, outside, asked, <laughs> he asked, in a grasping whisper, it was very hard to, for him to speak, but this was an emergency. Just wait a minute, said Max Ernest. This game is not over. The magician's Italian accent made his words sound slightly comical and more than just a little mischievous. If a punchline were just around the corner, just for a second, Pietro shook his head. I'm sorry, I cannot take my eyes off the clowns, for they will steal the pot. Myrtle nodded sagely, sticky fingers, these two. 
Who, us, little lambs? We never steal, exclaimed Mickey. Why should we? We cheat plenty good, agreed Maury. But it's about Cass, Max Ernest protested. Pietro put his finger to his lips, shushing Max Ernest. Helpless, Max Ernest sat down on the top of the clown's costume trunk. A curly red wig spilled out of the side and resigned himself to watching the game. Okay, my trick, said Myrtle. Leading with wands. That would be the ace of wands, she added. Smugly, as she lay the cards on the table, Pietro smiled appreciatively. Molto bene, my bearded partner. Pietro smiled. Uh, uh, Max Ernest craned his neck to see the card. He had assumed that they were playing poker, but he'd never heard of Ace of, of Wands before. What kind of card games are those? He asked, interested despite, him, interested despite himself. Tarot cards, said Mickey. And what happened to your voice? Used to be, Used to be nobody could shut you up. On the other counter next to Max Ernest was an un- oversized polka dot notepad and an oversized candy striped pen, more circus props. He picked up the pen and tested it to the notepad. It worked, although it contained pink glitter glue instead of ink. I have, I have laryngitis, he wrote, and the next line, you mean cards like for fortune telling? Then he held up the pad for everyone to see. Maury nodded, except when you gamble with them, you're not wasting your money. That's right, you're contributing to the Clown Improvement Society, said Mickey. In Italy, there's a game we play with tarot cards many hundreds of years old, Pietro explained. It's called Terracino. Enough history lessons, old man, said Mickey Maury. He tapped the table twice, making sure Maury saw him. Maury noticed discreetly, or sort of discreetly. How sad, I'm fresh out of one, said Maury, sounding not very sad about it. He held up a card face out for all to see. Mr. Magician, I present my trump card, the magician. The real-life magician's eyes twinkled as he laid his card on top of Maury's. How about a clown for a clown? Or should I say a fool to trump a fool? Wait, you can't play the fool. It's n- That's like the Joker, said Mickey, outraged. You're changing the rules. I am only... I am the only Italian in this room, no? I think I should know the rules. The fool, he is wild. He trumps all. Mickey threw the two piles of wands on the table, and then he pushed the pile of coins towards the magician. Cheater! He grumbled. A few minutes later, Pietro and Max Ernest stood outside of the trailer. Miserable, Max Ernest was scribbling furiously with the candy-striped clown pin. I did everything right, and she didn't even blink. She just kept lying there. I don't know what to do. The doctors say the longer she's in a coma, the less likely she's ever going to wake up. He showed Pietro the padded pen and then added petulantly, not that you care. Pietro put his hand on Max Ernest's shoulder. I know that you're angry with me. I know that you think that I should not be playing cards at a time like this, that I do not love our cast enough, but you must understand the cards were telling us something. Max Ernest looked suspiciously. I thought you were just playing a game. That does not mean the cards have lost their power, but you don't think they're before he, he hesitated before he writing the word magic you don't actually believe that people can see into the future do you he couldn't believe pietro his mentor and hero could be so superstitious pietro was a professional magician well a retired professional magician not a wizard pietro shrugged where what is the magic most people think that it is what they cannot see that can't be explained magicians we know better the magic it is 
It is what has not been explained, yet here. He reached to behind Max Ernest's left ear and seemed to pull out a coin. Max Ernest almost rolled his eyes, was the oldest trick in the book, but um, but he observed closely. Pietro rarely did magic tricks anymore, and it was always intrusive to watch him. Pietro closed his fist around the coins. When he opened his hand, there were only two coins. He closed his eyes and opened his hand once more. Once more, there were once and once more. There was only one. Rather than lying flat, it stood on its edge, as if to show that there were no coin underneath. Now, where do you think the other coin is? Max Ernest smiled knowingly. You're holding it in between the backs of your fingers. That is the unusual method, yes, admitted the magician, but when he spread his fingers, there was no coin to be seen. This is something else. He turned his hand over, keeping his fingers spread open. The second coin was standing straight up on the back of his hand, seemingly perfectly balanced. He turned his hand sideways, and the coin did not move. Neither did the coin that was standing on his palm. Both coins appeared to be weightless and stuck to his skin. What is the trick, do you think? Tape? Glue? The magician shook his head. See for yourself. He handed a coin to Max Ernest, showing him that it was not the slightest bit sticky. Max Ernest grunt grunted in frustration. It wasn't in his nature to be stumped. Do not be upset. We do not need to always know everything right away, said Pietro. The magician, he wants to understand, of course. How does the elephant float near? What makes the illusion of a mirror if there are strings? Okay, fine, yes. There is a magi magician's job, but Max Ernest, if you do not feel this first mystery you do not see the magic you are like a magician who can make all the sounds but does not hear the music now take the other coin as soon as pietro handed the second coin to max ernest it stuck to the first coin max ernest pulled them apart but they flew back together they're magnets magician nodded smiling broadly max ernest frowned disgruntled isn't that cheating pietro laughed you and the clowns with their cheating it's a magic trick what is cheating there is no cheating in magic, only the poker. I still don't see what that has to do with the tarot cards or casts. Who knows? Perhaps there is some force fields that direct the cards just as the mag magnetic field swirls around the magnets. Imagine the people in the ancient world, what they thought when the first time they saw magnetism. As he spoke, Pietro took the magnet coins back from Max Ernest and made one dance into his palm, manipulating the other coin above the first invisible strings pulling thing, two things together but it's magic no the cards i know are just a sign just because i do not understand their secret there is no reason to ignore their message okay wrote max Ernest, not totally convinced so then what are the cards telling us the magician looked at him in the eye really you're ready to listen max Ernest nodded very well said pietro gravely did you notice how the ace of wands fell upside down this, I think, means that the wrong must be righted. Or is it, in this case, a stolen item was returned? What stolen item? Did you not take the tuning fork from your principal? Was it her? Was it, what was her name? Miss Johnson, this thing? It is bad luck. It wants to be returned to its owner. That is why I will not help you. It's a metal object. How can it want anything? It's a magnet, not a metal object. Does it not want to want to point north you ask for my advice this is my advice give the tuning fork back to your principal fine i'll give it back wrote max Ernest. 
Not at all certain, he understood. But then how do you get Cass back? I need the tuning fork to make her antidote. You must get it yourself. Max Ernest stared in confusion. You mean from the past? From the history? More or less. You must, be, you must bring her home from her own head. But how? You know her head better than anyone. Get inside of it. Like mind reading? Yes, if you call it that. Max Ernest shook his head in disbelief. Pietro had given him many impossible assignments in the past, but this one took the cake. Listen, my friend, we both know that you do not have laryngitis. The magician gently extracted the pen from Max Ernest's hand and held it aloft as if it were his magic wands and perhaps the ace of wands. Your problem? It is not here. He pointed at the pen in his throat. It is here. He pointed to Max Ernest's chest. My heart is heavy too, but you must be strong. This situation is very serious. It is not Cass's life that is at stake. If she dies, the secret, it will die too. Max Ernest reached for the pen, but Pietro shook his head and made the pen disappear with another slate of hand. Not easy to do considering the pen's large size. Speak, Max Ernest shrugged, resigned to using his voice. I thought you don't want anybody to find out the secret. That is true, said Pietro, but the only thing worse than people finding out the secret is that we lose the secret forever. Max Ernest looked at the ground, pon pondering the magician's words. Like everything about the secret, they were so paradoxical, but he knew of monumental importance. Okay, I'll be strong, he said after a moment in a forceful voice. As, as forceful of a voice as he can muster. And if there's any way to get inside Cass's head, I'll find it. Good. But, the tune, but first return the tuning fork, said Pietro, trying for a little light, trying for a light tone he obviously did not feel. And when this is all over, our friend Cass will, is on her feet once more. I will teach you to play Terracino. With the last promise, Pietro patted Max Ernest on the back, then stepped into the trailer to play another hand. Reader advisory. Art alert level 90% cacao. Very dark. A recent report from abroad indicates that some of the books in the secret chapters may have been tampered with by agents of the Midnight Sun. Until proven otherwise, you should assume that this book is equipped with device such as a radio frequency trans transceiver or global po positioning system that enables the midnight sun to track the book and anybody who happens to be holding it this is also possible that the book may be treated with an invisible ink or powder designed to rub off the reader rub off onto the reader identifying him or her as a person of interest to the midnight sun there is no guarantee that your safety after this book but here are a few ordinary precautions that you should take Never leave this book lying out in the open. Of course you shouldn't be telling the truth out, out in the open either. That would be even worse. If it is necessary to carry this book in public, disguise it. The most common way to disguise a book is a book cover from another book or to make your own book cover out of brown paper bag. But I encourage you to use your own activity, your own creativity. Disguise, disguises like routines should be varied as often as possible. Stay out on the, stay on the lookout for any white glove wearing strangers and even I hate to say white glove wearing friends. Remember the masters of the midnight sun are smart and devious. They might look, they might adopt disguises that make their gloves look in, innocuous. 
a, bat, a baton twirler costume, for instance, or they might wear an outfit that hides their gloves altogether, like a full-body mascot costume like at a ball game, like a full uh, or a theme park. It's best not to trust anyone walking in, walking alligators or purple dinosaurs until further notice. Next, do not panic. Anxiety fills and anxiety attacks and associates ma maladies like dizziness, nausea, hyperventilation, skin rashes, hives, and inconsciousness. Oh, incontinence. While perfectly understandable, are not all helpful. Next, use common sense. If somebody offers you $1,000 for this book, chances are their motives are not pure. Then again, $1,000 is a lot of money. Take the money and run. Next, the unfortunate event that finds yourself corn cornered by a member of the Midnight Sun. Pick your nose. Really, most members of the Midnight Sun are very fastidious. The sight of something so disgusting will likely cause them to back away in horror, giving you a chance to escape. If that doesn't work, you might try telling them that you have something stuck in your teeth. Midnight Sun members are extremely vain, and the thought of something dirtying their pearly whites should be sending them right off to the nearest mirror. And lastly, I am aware that, that certain teachers and librarians and even some very irresponsible parents have on occasion read one or more of my books out loud to one or more children. Oh my gosh, that's what we're doing right now, Peyton. It goes without saying that I highly disapprove of this approach. The only thing worse than people reading one of my books to themselves is people sharing it with others. Be that as it may, I suspect that any pleading any pleading on my part would have little effect on this situation. The, those reckless reader, read out louders would only read out aloud readers. Perhaps, however, any suggestion that too would not be inappropriate. In the event that you or someone you know simply must read this book out loud, please make sure that the blinds are closed and any recording devices are turned off. And of that course, there is plenty of chocolate available for everybody. Well, that's great. We're not following the directions there, that's for sure. We're reading it out loud. Our blinds are open. Our window's open. And we're recording it. And we're sharing it with thousands and thousands of people. Looks like uh, we're in trouble, huh, Peyton? <laughs> Thank you. PB. <laughs>